2: In a shocking turn of events, Joe West will replace Joe Ostrowski, who was supposed to be
3: replaced by Chris
2: Mad Dog Russo, on Hit and Run. I don't know who to scream at! Joe can't wait to ruin more baseball games. Don't
4: worry, I'm leaving, Joe. You can go call.
3: And talk about them with Barry. This fat piece of garbage can stand back there with all 12 of his chins.
4: (laughs) They try to regroup, and even worse than we thought. What's your take on them for a sec?
2: Don't cut me off, Mad Dog. I'm not finished. I needed to get that off my chest. From all of us it's 670, the score. Way to go, Joe West.
1: Joe West just knows what he's doing.
3: score joe ostrowski barry rosner final hour of hit and run yeah if you really wanted to punish me eli that'd be the way to do it make me sit in a room with joe west how about dual co hosts so all three of us you mad dog of joe west oh my appreciate it eli once well, again, speaking. Eli trying to take money out of my pocket. Yeah, what else is new? We'll get yeah. to Laz Diaz in a moment. As long as you're on Mad Dog, go ahead and, and fire off your, your favorite Mad Dog of the week. I know uh, Eli's been excited about this all day, so go ahead.
4: I understand that NBC, Rogers. we understand that it didn't look good. At the, uh, caught it off the field, down 20 nothing. season up in smoke. I get that. But obviously that was not a good look because he came out in the second half and directed three touchdown drives. It was superb. So obviously, the look that you tried to portray to us in the first half was a little overrated. He's under the he's under the um, he's under the cape. He's he's in the tent. Uh, he's caught it <laughs> off. I mean, God, you made it sound like that. I mean, he he, he lost a leg. <laughs> And then he comes back and you and you wax poetic to the point I'm vomiting. And enough of Danica Patrick pictures, please. I've seen enough of Danica Patrick to last a lifetime. I don't need to see Danica Patrick every five seconds in the broadcast. She's not her husband yet, by the way. Not not her wife yet. Enough. Danica, their boyfriend, girlfriend. Enough. I mean, I know Danica Patrick, you know, is reputed to be beautiful. Why? I have no idea. But reputed to be beautiful. Do I have to see Danica Patrick in the Packer booth every single play? I mean, my gosh, almighty. Enough. Enough. Pandering My gosh. <laughs> I mean my gosh, almighty enough enough
3: <laughs> and, Okay, Eli, you got that one right. That one was, that one was very good. That was that was that was classic.
0: He he was right. What was he wrong about? Oh well. Danica
3: Patrick's, whatever. I I think she's attractive. I, I
4: know Danica Patrick, you know, is reputed to be beautiful. But are you? Why? I have no idea. <laughs>
0: are you only supposed to show her if it's the
4: wife? That's what he said. She's not her husband yet, by the way. Not
3: not her wife yet. <laughs> something, something like that. <laughs> well, my, I don't know. I get I get your, 2018. I get, so you, maybe. I, I get know. your point. I, that said uh, perfectly, but but I got his. <laughs> maybe point. it was. Listen, we we have had a lot of fun this year making fun of Mad Dog, and for good reason, because some of the stuff he says is just ridiculous. I'm vomiting. I okay. Well, get get you can take medicine for that. But I'll say this: the guy's entertaining, and he he's not afraid to say what he thinks. And there's just not a lot of that in media. There's just so much dishonesty. And there, they're, you know, the the teams they affect, they can really affect uh, what what people say and what they do and how they go about framing things. Mm-hmm. And they send proxies after you. And uh, ex- you know, I experienced some of that in TV. They, um, you know, they they have their ways of getting to you. And here's a guy who says, "I'm going to say what I think, and I don't care what anybody thinks." And I do re, I do respect that. And he and he is entertaining. And the people in New York love him. So, I mean, good, good luck finding good luck finding personalities like that. Because there's just there's just not a lot of it. Um, Eli, uh, do we have time here to do all of the uh, the last Diaz? All right. So by, by the by the way, let me just let me just add, please,
0: because we mentioned mentioned that. On a week where uh, Hawk had the documentary on NBC Sports Chicago. And it was something that came up the other day. And I repeated what we've said countless amount of times on Hit and Run. A guy like Hawk Harrelson. He's a homer. And that's why some people love him. He would never get hired today. Add him to the list of guys that we've talked about that would never, yeah. ever get hired in baseball. A lot of milk milquetoast, boring stuff out there. Yeah. And you're right.
3: You, you pick up a game on MLB Network and... They all sound the same.
0: Who stands out?
3: They all sound the same. Right?
0: Sometimes you don't know if it's a local guy or a national guy. And at the start
3: of... They're what- all doing the same thing. I mean, I can, I can go to fan graphs and read everything that you're reciting to me. Yeah, right. You're a former player. Tell me something. Tell me, analyze the game. You know things that I don't. How about tell you me or tell me that that a story
0: in yeah. a similar situation yeah. that you went through or you witnessed? And you mentioned entertaining at the very beginning, and that's what has been lost on a lot of sports media. I don't know the last, especially the last five years, especially. Just that's what this is all about, and and part of the problem is Twitter because people are so scared. If I give my true opinion, I'm going to get hammered, and people are going to call me an idiot. So what? So what? Y- you know, every week, Eli goes through what Mad Dog said because it's funny. Yeah. And it's entertaining. Yeah. And you know what? We care. Do we care what some of the other people on that network say? No. And he's on MLB
3: Network. Yeah. Yeah. He's on Major League Baseball's channel. And he is not afraid to criticize the commissioner. Not a person he's he, afraid to s- any criticize. Any owner, any GM, any manager, any player says what he thinks. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, you listen, we make fun of him for a lot of stuff, and a lot of it is ridiculous. But we care. We care what he has to say because he's funny. Yes. Thanks so much. Appreciate it today. It is, after all, entertainment, right? Is it not? Is that not the point? People forget. Is that not people the point? Forget. Do we have to preach every minute of every day? got to beat people over we, the head with what you once believe. Once in a while,
0: we, we hear it on this show. Oh, you guys are laughing too much at the start of your show. Oh. Sorry. That's, so, sorry. that's actually the most popular segment in the start sorry. of our show.
3: Yeah, sorry for having fun. Yeah, not Lawrence, allowed to have fun anymore. Lawrence called it the best show on the station, and he said he can't wait for the first segment because he knows it's going to be nuts. You know, something ridiculous is going to happen. Uh, I appreciate Lawrence for that very much. I know, but, you know, Lawrence is a baseball guy, and he also appreciates that that uh, amid all the the nonsense, we'll, we try to get to some serious baseball stuff occasionally. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> Bryce Harper uh, did not like a call from, from Laz Diaz this week. And it led to some very strange stuff going on in this Washington game the other night. It was actually on, it was Washington-Atlanta, it was actually on MLB Network, and it began with this. He, he needs
5: to cut it out. You need to talk to him. Last Diaz is to yelling at Bryce Harper in center field. His body language on calls he went all the way out was screaming at bryce harper in center field because he's watching bryce react to calls in center that was all toward bryce harper and Davey martinez was saying the game's right here and he kept repeating the game's right here <laughs> i've never seen an umpire do that in 30 years in pro ball walk out halfway to the mountain and scream at the center fielder Laz is going out and he's yelling at bryce harper i could hear he's saying he said i don't need that from way out there tell him to knock it off and then Bryce kind of waves him off and turns around and walks back, as you saw. He said, what are you even looking at there? The game is right here. Stay back there. Don't even have to look out there. Bryce ran right by Laz Diaz. Laz was looking in the dugout the whole time. I'll say this. Laz is a nice guy. Been known him for many years. And maybe he's just on edge this time of year. But that's him tripping the dugout. That's not live. That's between innings.
1: All right, Dan, what did you see and here? In addition to what we saw, Laz was screaming into the dugout telling Davey Martinez or the coaches, you got to talk to him, you got to talk to him. And then when Bryce came off and was in the dugout, Laz was screaming at him, I know you hear me, was one of the things he was yelling. So he had some points that he was trying to make to Bryce. Bryce, as we saw, put his head down, marched into the dugout, and Laz was trying his best to get Bryce to turn around and look at him and make eye contact and have a discussion of some kind. That,
5: see, that's baiting a player, and, and if you do that, you're trying to throw him out of a game. And umpires will do that from time to time. They're not supposed to, but they'll bait you. They'll say something to try to get you to say something, then throw you out of the game. Yeah. And Laz Diaz came up the third base line at the end of the inning, and Bryce ran right by him, so he was looking for something.
3: That's extraordinary. That's everything that's wrong with umpiring mm-hmm. right there. Everything that's wrong with it. He's in center field. Why are you looking at him? Why are you paying any attention to him? Harper was mad about a call from the previous inning, so I don't know exactly what he was signaling to him. He claimed he was grabbing his cup, too, and all I saw was him grabbing his belt. Uh, but uh, why you? Why do you care? My, just do your job, and Davey Martinez handled it great. He kept saying to him, stay here. He's yelling at the umpire, stay here. Do this. Forget about center field. Just the game is here. Do your job. This is Bryce Harper. That's courtesy of Masson, by the way. Here's Bryce Harper post game.
1: That's my biggest thing this year is I don't want to get tossed. So I think I go to the edge and then kind of quiet up. Um, but, you know, I mean, you guys watch the game. Uh, Flowers heard a lot of what he said. So if I heard him right, then Flowers knows uh, – what he said so uh, i'm not going to go into it because there's no reason to um if that's going to be a strike zone then i got to be ready and prepared to uh you know battle my butt off and um you know get that strike zone next time does it surprise you when an umpire seemingly comes after you or tries to provoke you in some way like he seemingly did when you were coming off the field i don't know i mean my head was down and i was just trying to get in the dugout and you know cheer the guys on so um wasn't really worried about uh what he was doing or what he was yelling uh, to my left Um, so I don't know I mean I didn't really hear what he was saying when he was walking towards me Um, but like I said you know if you guys want to know what he actually said Tyler Flowers knows uh, exactly what he said. And the
6: last at bat, what does it sort of take for you to recompose yourself? You've got guys in scoring position to, to get that run in still.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the most frustrating part of it. You know, I don't want to ever get that bat taken away from me, um, especially with guys on base. Uh, so I tried to battle my butt off the best I could right there in that situation and was able to, uh, you know, get a run across. So, um, you know, I think it takes all your gut and mind to, you know, stay in that at bat, and um, I was able to do that tonight and stay in the game as well.
3: Here's one of the biggest stars in the game, and he's telling you that he has to go to the plate and swing at anything with guys on base. And that was a tight game at that point. He's got to swing at anything because he doesn't know what the umpire is going to punish him in typical Joe West, Angel Hernandez, yep. CB Buckner fashion. He's going to punish you because you called him out on a terrible call that he made. We can't be. We just can't be doing this. I mean, you've heard me. Complain about this for three years, Joe, and nothing's changed in three years. Nothing's changed in 40 years. You still got these dinosaurs in the game behaving like the game cares about them. Nobody cares about you. You're just there to do your job. You're not the star. Bryce Harper's the star there. And yet we're still having this conversation. But can you imagine a guy going to the plate thinking, I've got to swing at the first pitch because I, I he's going to call me. He's going to call everything a strike here. He's going to punish me because he's mad at me. I, I'm I'm supposed to be winning games for my team, and I can't because the umpire's mad at me because he blew the call. It's the Joe West-Javi Baez stuff from a few weeks ago. Baez, it was Joe West who made the bad call, but he's going to punish Baez because of it? It's just—it's it's really sick. I, 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 I shouldn't say it. It sounds dumb, but I, I can't believe we're still doing this. It's going to be worse than
0: ever when we get to the playoffs this year because— You guys are baseball fans. You see it every single game that you watch. When in the box, you see these clear missed calls again and again and again with pressure ratcheted up and with with the state of baseball right now and how much umpires are hated. And we're talking about this every week because this garbage is happening every single week. Now, I don't know if they're having these conversations over in New York. They should be. And I don't know anybody. There's so much frustration right now. I don't know a baseball fan that wouldn't say, "That's fine. That's fine. Just do it. Go, Just do go it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I give me care. the robot umps. Go ahead. And it'll be quicker too. Yeah. You, you want to speed up the game? Go ahead. Yeah. You can make that argument if you I, want. I,
3: if Joe, if they're not having that conversation in New York, then then. Well, sometimes then I'm shocked it, by what they're not doing why, in baseball. I, I mean, look, I, I know. Look, they have a they have a union, so I know there's certain things that Rob Manfred can't say. But I don't understand why he can't suspend umpires for conduct unbecoming. Agree. He's the, he's the commissioner. He can do anything he wants in the, in the best interests of baseball. It's right there in the CBA. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why there aren't situations in which he can't punish some of these guys. And Joe West, you can pick any of 10 to 15 incidents a year where he's clearly baiting a player and trying to get a star thrown out of the game. Watch the Mark Burley stuff. Watch the Madison Bumgarner stuff. Watch the bias stuff. You you can you you can go to YouTube and find any any of a hundred incredible Joe West incidents. Here's Davy
7: Martinez from after the game. I say this all the time, and I, you know I'm not going to make any comments on balls and strikes, you know there, but um, umpires are supposed to be non-confrontational. They're supposed to uphold the peace on the baseball field. You know, for me, I think. Uh, you know, MLB needs to take a look at that. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna. I've known to last for a very long time. I'm not gonna throw throw anybody under the bus. But you know, we, we were in a pivotal moment of the game, and he's saying things to to harp, and I thought that was uncalled for. You know, like I said, I've known him for a long time. I ran out there thinking I was gonna get thrown out, but I said, you know what? I'm not. I mean, we're, we're, this is the big moment of the game. I'm going to stick, you know, and, and just tell Laz, hey, back off. Let him hit. Just let him hit back off. And um, he called a pitch on him that was, you know, pretty ridiculous. So, I mean, but, you know, hopefully MLB will take a look at it and decide what to do.
1: Because Laz has been around so long and, you know, has – has been through so much. Does it surprise you when when he kind of carries it over into another inning and another at bat? Yeah, I mean, I,
7: I, it did surprise me. Like I said, I've known Laz for a very long time, and I respect Laz. I really do. I, like I said, I respect all the umpires, but um, Laz and I go whew, way back to the minor league, So uh, that's typically not him, you know. And, and you're talking about a premier player too in, in, in the league. So regardless of what the player, who the player is, I mean, that's that's uncalled for.
3: That's Davy Martinez. Uh, everything, uh, I, I agree with everything he said. MLB needs to look at it. And it's not a new thing. And there's no reason why MLB can't get to a few of these guys and say, look, we're just not having this anymore. You cannot bait players anymore. We're simply not having it. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Stan in Bellwood is on hold. I saw Southside Ron before hanging on. We will get to you guys. We have the Eli Montage Oh boy, coming up. How'd it go over last year? His best of last year? Yeah. Was awful. <laughs> it's just awful. EY Montage. It's the E4 Montage. Um, Ryan Braun, the Rays, Tim Anderson... Victor Caratini, lots to get to and your phone calls. And uh, in this next 40 minutes, we will uh, we'll wrap up Hit and Run for the year here on 670 The Score. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on The Score. It is a sensational day for baseball, as Harry used to say. Couldn't be better weather than this. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks hit the ice at the United Center this fall with an exciting original six matchup as they take on the Toronto Maple Leafs on Sunday, October 7th. Visit chicagoblackhawks.com to purchase tickets for Blackhawks home games today.
0: The bottom of the hour brought to you by Northwestern Football. The Wildcats have the best home schedule in the nation this fall, hosting Michigan, Notre Dame, and more at Ryan Field. Tickets to both games available with season tickets only by now at nusports.com. Let's take
3: a, fuck, a, a couple... Uh... Let's take a couple uh, phone calls, Joe. What do you say? Sounds Should we? Good. Or Eli, you know what? Before we do that, before we do that, how about if um do you have do you have that montage ready? Let's do that. What do you say we do that? We it, what is it? 6 something? All right, let's do that. This is now this is Eli. Oh boy. Based on <laughs> based on some instructions he was given. So as not to run into the same issues we had last year, let's see how he does with the best of 2018. He hits it long, he hits it straight His wedge game needs a little bit of work But he's Dan Plesak of the MLB Network The Phillies are going to go after Harper and or Machado, I
6: know
4: that and that's a fact, there's a better chance of Harper staying in D.C. than there is of Machado staying with the Orioles
0: Jeff Blum, you weren't able to be here in 2006 the season after winning it with the White Sox, what's it been like for you as a broadcaster being part of the Astros the season after?
2: I started broadcasting for the Astros in 2013 and they lost 111 games in their coverage was a little limited. Now, after winning the World Series, really turned things around, and the notability around town has changed quite a bit. Bob Tewksbury, what kind of work did you do with Anthony Rizzo? I knew him when he was a kid. The imagery part of it was a big part with Anthony. Remember, he called me one time when he was in A-ball with the Red Sox, and he was complaining because he couldn't get more than one hit in a game. And I said, listen to yourself. Chip Carey. Watching what Kerry Wood did that day, I don't know if I'll
6: ever see a game like that. The game scores all i it was the most dominating pitching performance in big league history, and to argue? considering the lineup that he faced and only his fifth big league start. It was historic.
0: Paul LaDuca. I heard you tell this story, and I'd love if you can share it with our listeners of when you won 80K on the Kentucky Derby. I get in the clubhouse, and they're on the side. They're running. I'm like, Where's he at? Where's he at? And you can't see anything at the top of the stretch. You really can't
6: find them. I was looking around and all I remember Tom Durkin is going, and here comes
4: Giacomo. I remember that. And then I look and he's crossing the wire. I am literally going nuts. I had all the clubhouse kids, they had played, clubhouse guys. Phones are ringing inside the clubhouse. I get a knock on the door.
0: On the clubhouse, and it's the bad boy, and he's like, "Well, Duke, what are you doing?" I'm like, "What do you mean, man?" He's like, "You are up." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I totally forgot that I hit second in the lineup.
3: Tom
6: Verducci, you know that Kershaw's pitching, you know that Bumgarner's pitching, Verlander. There's a little bit of extra incentive to watch the game and to see if your team can hang in there with him for seven or eight innings. If it becomes five and fly, and then you've got five relief pitchers, four relief pitchers covering the last twelve outs of the game, this faceless parade of Guys throw a 97-98, slows the game down, suffocates offense, diminishes comebacks. To that degree, I would say that does harm, I think, the fan experience.
3: The pitching coach from Bull Durham, he's Robert Wool. Is this an easy part for you to get?
2: My dad had played baseball, so I knew all the jargon and all the baseball talk. So when I went into the audition, I was... Off the wall, saying, "Okay, nobody here, nobody here." He goes, and if the manager said something, I would, I would just, I would echo, no matter what he said. And it, I was all over the place. So I walked out, and the casting director who had brought me before Ron apologized for bringing me in. He goes, "Ron, I'm really sorry about bringing Robert Wall." And he goes, "Yeah, that was the worst audition I ever saw. Hire him immediately." Former
3: Cubs GM Ed Lynch. Why you see so many first
2: time managers getting these jobs? GMs have a specific way they want the game played, and if they hire a Dusty Baker or Lou Pinella or guys like Joe Madden, even. They're going to get some blowback when they tell them that they want to play this totally sabermetric launch angle type of game. Joe Madden believes strongly about something, his reputation and his track record, he's going to get what he wants down in that dugout.
3: Mac Angle, you Darvish one of all the
6: things I looked at the Cubs did. I'm like, are you crazy? I thought it was absolutely insane and asinine when they did that with Darvish. I'm like, Bo, you may be a genius, but you look pretty damn stupid right now, because that guy's going to burn you. In game 7 in World Series last year, if somebody says, Mac, you got to give the ball to either Cole Hamels or you Darvish. I'm like, I'm giving it to Cole Hamels and I'm giving it to him, even if his arm has fallen
3: off. Ned Coletti, you would select the Dodgers over the Cubs at this point?
2: I think so. Offensively, it's almost an American League club between the bench and the 1-8, through eight, especially with Dozier and Machado. Probably the two top hitters that were traded last couple of weeks of July, both ended up in the same team.
3: Rick Sutcliffe, Samberg told me a story earlier this year. The night before the Samberg game, where he hits the two home runs off a of suitor, which only made him like an international superstar and changed his life forever. You guys all went out to a concert. You guys all went out and got hammered. I
2: think he probably got overserved a little bit that night, but you know, looking back on it, maybe he should have done that more often. Maybe he should have been the Mark Grace of the Chicago Cubs.
3: White Sox player development director Chris Getz. Michael Kopech would seem to have very little left to prove in the minors. He's
6: commanding his fastball the best he has, differentiating his breaking pitches, the curveball and the slider. He's getting more consistent with those. We feel that he's going to be an impactful type starter in the major league, and there's a chance that it happens fairly really soon. Tom
3: Hamilton. One of the great predictions I made before
0: the season was, there's no Way Jose Ramirez repeats what he did in 2017.
5: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, he's been better. He's already surpassed it in home runs. He's about to surpass it in every other offensive category. And the thing, again, that kind of gets overlooked, he's leading the league in stolen bases, and he can be a gold glove third baseman and a gold glove second baseman, if he ever plays that position
6: on
0: a full-time basis. Tom Brennan what are your thoughts on how broadcasting has changed now versus earlier on in your career?
6: Somebody said to me with a red not too long ago, a number of years ago, he said, you know, would Procter & Gamble ever hire a spokesperson to stand in front of other people and bad mouth tie detergent? I get it where the franchises are coming from. I don't think that anybody goes out of their way, my dad included, who has to be the most outspoken guy by. Far of any of the announcers that are still going today, and me to a far lesser extent. It comes down to
0: trust. Chris Ranji, he'd like a two-hour show every Saturday, which he loved. Going into the pregame and then the game made for a very long day for him. And Ethan Shaw. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on! Okay, a producer. Well, too late now.
5: White Sox starter Lucas Giolito in Boston, getting with Coop, getting with Hass and just revamping my throwing program, revamping my long toss routine, being much more focused, working back to front, trying to stay in a hallway when I throw. And it's kind of led to much better results on the mound, feeling better on the mound.
3: Bob Renly, Diamondbacks broadcaster. I think Joe West had fortunes when I was managing. I (laughs) I think he's worked his way up beyond four. BB, he was terrible back when Don Zimmer was managing the Cubs. That's how long he's been terrible.
6: If you go to a ball game and watch work second base and there's a line drive hit to the gap watch joe west forget the baseball forget the runner watch joe west try to get into some kind of a position to make a call and physically he's at a point in his career where he probably shouldn't be running around the field anymore but they're like supreme court justices once they get in there they're there for life
3: very well done eli you have redeemed yourself from last year when you just messed it up terribly now you have 20 minutes don't mess it up that was <laughs> see that was very well done no it was it's great thank you Eli I know that was hard work I gave you a lot of names and a lot to do thank you for doing that that was that was really good all right we'll take a quick break we'll get to uh, Stan and Bellwood Ron on the south side and uh, finish up with uh, a few items including <laughs> The Ryan Braun thing I wanted to get to, and the Rays as well. We'll do that next on Hit and Run on the Score. This is Goodbye for Hit and Run, final segment of 2018. Here on 670, the score, Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner. Let's get to the phones, Joe. And it's Stan in Bellwood. Good morning, Stan.
6: Imagine that. (laughs) Hey, good morning, Barry. morning, Joe. morning, Stan. How we doing?
3: We're doing great. Uh, We are, of course, sorry that... This is the end, but uh, oh. it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Stan, as you think back to your picks before the season and where we are now, how do you feel about uh how do you feel about the World Series?
6: Well, uh it it seems like uh, only yesterday Barry that uh, we had the show where uh, every you guys uh you know had uh, all the callers uh phone in mm-hmm. and uh, make their picks. I, I, can't believe it's been six months. Yep. Uh, l- uh, like you, uh, I landed on the, uh, Yankees and the Cubs, uh, in the World Series. I suppose that that could still happen. Uh, I feel much better about the Cubs pick, uh, because, uh, in the National League because, uh, they have, uh, two guys with, uh, October pedigree at the, uh, start at the top of their rotation. Lester and Hamels, and I think that uh, at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm pretty confident that the Cubs are going to find themselves back in the World Series. Uh, in the American League, though, uh, I'm I'm not feeling particularly good about the Yankees. Yeah. And even though the Red Sox uh, ha- are having an un un otherworldly season, um, I still feel like uh, we're going to wind up back in the same place uh, as we were this time last year. The Astros actually look like the best team overall, and I think they're going to repeat. Mm. Uh, I just think that they have more. They're not a a perfect team. They have some flaws, but I think that they have more of everything that you need to win it all. And even though Boston has the best record, I think the Astros are the best team in baseball right now, and I think that they're going to repeat.
3: Stan, thank you for being a part of the show. Uh, We enjoy talking to you, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you.
6: Likewise, uh, Barry. Uh, it's it's going to be a long winter. Uh, they get cold here. But I, I want to say one last thing. The yep. Mad Dog cut <laughs> added a lot to the show this year. I, I don't know when or where it started. Uh, and I I got distracted this week. It's too bad that this is the last show because I wanted to alert you to the fact uh, Mad Dog gives you guys something new and fresh every week. But he unloaded on Serena Williams. Uh, he did. <laughs> that if you can find it. Oh my God! Uh, if you if you get a chance to play it when you're on sometime in the future, it's a beautiful thing, just like this thing you did with Danica Patrick. <laughs> we'll we'll tweet oh no. we'll
3: tweet that out. Thank you, Stan. All right, man. Take have care. Bye, bye. Stan in Bellwood, a staple of a hit and run. I didn't know he went after. I had no Serena. idea. Um, that's that's it sh- whatever. Go we're <laughs> ahead. We're gonna have to yeah. we're gonna have to find that. Ron on the South Side, another regular. Good morning, Ron. Thanks for being here.
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, Barry, I got to first of all thank Eli for playing the anthem every Sunday. Yes, that I know means. you love it. Love it. But uh, real quick, talking about our picks, I have to say I'm going to stick. I had Houston uh, and the Dodgers. Um, not so sure. I know lately the Dodgers have come on kind of strong, but I am going to stick with um, Houston winning And oh, I think they just can beat you so many ways. I think uh, lining up in that that picture, but you know what? Real quick, guys, was really fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing Oakland. Uh, that, that to me, that's the best story of, of of the baseball season, other than Washington not making the playoffs at all. But uh, hey, just thanks for the, again the, the the wonderful show, guys. Every looking forward to it every Sunday, and um, let's just do some um, great baseball. Oh, laughing also, yep. I heard you all talk to Bruce. I actually think that Jim Anderson will be the lifestyle shortstop. We talked about some of the development with the pitching, but I am kind of, you know, at least uh, confident that he's going to continue to, to develop. And uh, so to talk about him going to the outfield, uh, I, I really think that he makes good development. So, again, guys, just thanks for the wonderful show, and uh, we'll be talking to you all Thank guys. you,
3: Ron. Take care. Appreciate it, Ron. Uh, I'm, I I got to say, Joe, uh and and you'll remember this back in april and may and some of june i was saying i don't see how tim anderson is the shortstop of the future and i'm not saying that i know the answer now but i do know this he's turned me around the last three months he's been really good in the field and his game in general has been much better he might be he might yet be i'm not saying that's going to happen but i'll say this he's been much much better and i've been impressed yeah, I agree with you, and that's and now
0: that the stretch of time where he looked better is longer this year. Mm-hmm. Like last year it was just the last month of the season, and this year he's extending that a little bit. So, yeah, the, going into this year for the White Sox, that's what it was about. Can we start to get some answers on names
3: like Tim Anderson, and and they're closer to getting one. The uh, the Tampa Rays got a lot of pub this year for the opener starting a reliever in a game, and a big deal was made out of it, and that was basically the focus for a lot of people on why they had a better second half. But here is the actual um, fact behind it. They are nine over in games in which they've used the opener. They are six over while using a traditional starting pitcher. So not a big difference there. The big difference, if you talk to Kevin Cash, is the way they've played offense this year. Um, He basically said that they're putting the ball in play more and that that was their emphasis. When they started moving on from all those guys, and I was wrong. I ripped them for all that. I couldn't figure out what they were doing. When they moved on from all those veterans and all of that power, what essentially they said was we're going to get younger, we're going to get cheaper, and we're going to get guys who can put the ball in play. And the result is BABIP up from 296 to 316, which is best in the AL, Percentage of balls put in play that are line drives is up and third best in the AL. Um, corresponding fly ball percentage is down to lowest in the AL. Contact percentage is up from a major's worst uh, to considerably better, and their runs per game are up. So basically they said, you know what? We're not going launch angle. We're going younger, cheaper, and we're going to start putting the ball in play. something Joe Madden has emphasized all year long mm-hmm. uh, with, with much frustration, but to some degree, it has worked for Tampa. On Ryan Braun, there's a book that is out called Baseball Cop, The Dark Side of America's National Pastime. And um, featured in the book is Tony Bosch of uh, Biogenesis Infamy. And there's some really freaky stuff in here on A-Rod. Some really weird stuff. This is one messed-up individual. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can find the excerpts, but I don't want to spend the time on A-Rod because the Ryan Braun stuff is particularly um, bizarre, is the best way to put it. Hmm. Uh, Bosch singled out Braun as a particularly reckless user of steroids. Quote, Braun had all these gummy bears. They're actually lozenges. They had testosterone in them, 15%. I already had these guys juiced, so all they had to do was use an activator, a little testosterone. That's this, this lozenge. Sure. They would drop it in the first inning. It was gone by the fifth, meaning out of their system. And unless you pulled them out of a game and tested them right there, you would never find out. So you could test them before, you could test them after, and you'd never know. And so what happened with Braun was real simple. The guy took like 30 gummy bears in one game. He took one in the third, then he took one in the fifth, then he took one in the seventh. He just kept popping them. So he had this conversation with Braun where he said, how many did you take? And he said, I took five or six. He said, how many did you take? He said, okay, I took the whole thing. So he popped all of them, and that's how he got busted. But he goes on to talk about how easy it is to beat the system and continues to be easy to beat the system. So – you know, you can love anybody you want to love out there and believe that the game is suddenly clean and okay. all that. Um, I just don't know that it's really true, not based on what Tony Bosch says. Um, Victor Caratini has been playing a bit more, and it seems to be catching certain guys more frequently. And Joe believes that if he, peel it, if he played every day, he would hit quite a bit. It's going to be interesting to watch over the next two weeks and as we get into the postseason exactly Who's going to get the bulk of the playing time? I assume it's Contreras, but we'll see how much Caratini gets. So if you pull up Cole Hamill's baseball
0: reference page, you start looking at the splits. Caratini has caught him six times, and Contreras has caught him three times. Twice as much. Now, understandably, when you have 30 consecutive game days, you're going to say catcher. The other guy's going to get a lot of work. But it's interesting. The numbers were phenomenal when Contreras caught him, too. So, but there might be a preference there from the pitcher, and you've had countless amount of conversations about pitchers and what they're looking for out mm-hmm. of a catcher, yep, and just now now framing's a big thing too, so he just might have a preference there. You would think the new guy comes in, he's at the top of your rotation, and one guy
3: the backup has caught him twice as much. I don't think that's random, I don't think so either. look all a guy- what a guy wants more than anything else is for a catcher to understand what he wants to do, and to not have to talk about it. Before I forget, I want to mention uh, something else Ned Colletti said, and that's that he thinks that the Los Angeles Dodgers will be more interested in Nolan Arenado a year from now than they will be in Manny Machado this off season. Just something to keep in mind. I would be if I were a team. Uh, Joe, it's time for thank yous. I want to thank Bruce Levine for being with us all season and um, for always uh, being at the ballpark and uh and having the most up-to-date information by the way jason hayward off the dl today eli hershkovich Thanks. you are uh you are one hell of a good producer uh i know you have uh taken a beating from joe and i think you should talk to human <laughs> resources about up? that
0: <laughs> you but, are worse
3: but you have stood it well and you have worked very very hard to find us great stuff and you always find what we ask you for and uh You get what this show is supposed to be, and you've added a lot to it, and I thank you for that. uh, You've done a great job. Joe, I can't tell you how much fun these last three years have been. Uh, You came in at a great time uh, as the Cubs thing was starting to happen. I remember the morning we were in after the Cubs won the pennant, before they won the World Series, and uh, shows we did during the World Series. Me calling you uh, overnight – uh, driving back from cleveland a couple times i remember on the, how, on the air it's on not, the air. not a private yeah.
0: conversation on the air
3: i remember how giddy the city was the day after they won the pennant doing hit and run that morning the next morning just incredible i think this year in particular uh that the show has been more fun than ever i appreciate you sharing my vision for the show uh, i hope you enjoyed it as much as i have i know it's been a burden for you With your family and with your weekday schedule to get here on Sundays, Uh, enjoy some Sundays with your family.
0: I I will do that, and and I'm going to miss it. Yeah, it can be a pain after after you wake up 2.30 every day to come in on Sunday morning. But once here, all that's out the window. We just have fun every Sunday. When I announced it this morning that I was leaving, like, okay, this is the last Sunday, I got a round of applause. (laughs) And so I'm kind of torn how to feel about that. But thank you for bringing me on board. This has been a lot of fun. I mean, if you're a regular listener to this station, and if you're paying attention to what all's happening in media, six to seven months is a lifetime. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if we're going to be back or, or what this place is going to look like in six to seven months. But I'll just say that we don't try to reinvent the wheel. I mean, we've become pretty close friends, and all, all, all it is is friends hanging out, and I include Eli in that, and we bust each other's chops, and nobody's sensitive about it, and we just... Have laughs. And I know you guys are running around grabbing donuts for the family, driving to church, going to your mom's house, whatever. And we just hope that we gave you a few laughs when you were doing that. And, and we try to keep it on the level where you're able to
3: listen with the rest of your family. Thank you, Joe. To you, the listener, uh, thank you. These last 10 years doing this show have been a joy, uh, a labor of love. I really do love the game. And the fact that you spent time here with us makes it all worthwhile. As Joe said, sports is not life and death. Uh, we choose not to beat you over the head with it every Sunday. We hope as you're driving around or with your family, going to church, whatever, uh, we hope you, that we entertained you, tried to give you a break on Sundays from, from all the ails and all the ills and let you have uh, a little bit of a break from the daily misery that is so prevalent. I can't tell you how much correspondence, Joe, I've received this year. It, it is much appreciated. So many people reached out. Uh, and and it means a lot. I, I thank you, the listener, for a great 10 years, and none of it would have happened without you. So, thank you for calling. Thank you for texting. Most of all, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you spending some of your Sunday with us. Stay tuned now for some NFL football, and in 30 minutes, it's the Cubs pregame show starring Zach Saban and featuring Joe Madden, Jim Hickey, Len Casper, and Ron Coomer, and then it's Cubs baseball with Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer right here on the radio home of the Chicago Cubs. It's Luis Castillo and Jose Quintana. Enjoy October. Enjoy your playoff baseball. Be safe, be careful, be happy, and by all means, have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody.
1: with McGowan to the ballpark in the morning. McGowan are you kidding me? Wow.
4: Holy Moses. How about that for a sec? This rise right here guy. So long everybody.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.